Hello, and welcome to Being KB with me, Kaylee Booth. I'm here to be your bestie when your bestie's not here, and hopefully you feel a little less alone. Enjoy the episode. One of the hardest parts about growing up is realizing that your friends and you are not necessarily progressing at the same rate. Actually, I want to start this podcast by saying that I don't believe anyone is better than anybody else. You'll hear from me a million times over, I don't think I'm better than a homeless person, I don't think I'm better than a millionaire, I don't think they're better than me. I just don't believe in the rankings that we give humans. Like, oh, if you have more money, you're, like, more respectable, or if you're you know, homeless and crazy, you're less respectable or whatever. Like, I I can acknowledge that those are stipulations that people set up for other people, but I want to acknowledge that I don't believe in that. So, when I say these things, it's not in that I'm better than you or you're better than them or you're worse than them or whatever. It's more like we are just different and we're changing. And I want to talk about how one of the hardest things about growing up and becoming an adult is realizing that like people you've known forever and people who have been your best best friends forever or the closest people to you are now going down very different paths than you are going down. And this is something that you learn in college because it's kind of the first time, or after high school, once you graduate, it is usually if you've grown up in the same area, this is the first time that you're exploring out on your own and really figuring out who you are and when you go down different paths. A lot of people go to different colleges, they go to state schools, private schools, out of state, in state, they go away if they can. They stay home because they have to take care of family or whatever. There's a lot of reasons that people would go all over the place for school or to work. Or it's the first time in your life that some people are like, I'm going to school. I'm going to college. I'm going to four-year school. I'm going to two-year school. I'm going to community college. I'm going to mechanic school. I'm going to go to trade school, whatever. I'm going to just start working. It's the first time in your life that you're not in school and you're not at a level playing field. And although you, in school, obviously, there's people who are, like, in honors classes or AB classes, and there are people who you are ranked in a certain way, that's why there's valedictorian and all that shit, leaving school, high school, is the first time in the U.S. that you get to choose a path that is more yourself. And for me, I went south. And I was, for the first time, I was given, I was given a lot of shit about, even in high school, the choices I made not to drink or the shit that I wore or the way I acted or whatever. I got shit from my friends even then. But then as I've gotten older, even more so, I still get shit. Because some people always got shit to say. When you're not doing the same thing they're doing. And that's how it is 
about clothes and fashion and different things in high school, especially if you come from a very homogenous place like I do. It's the first time. It's the first time in life that you. That you make this bigger decision about what you're going to be and who you're going to be in life. And it's kind of the first time that people start to feel really insecure about who they are. And so then they take it out on other people. And for me, I decided to go because I had the privilege of going to school wherever I wanted. My parents were going to pay for tuition. I was very, very lucky. I know, I acknowledge that this is not everybody's lot in life. But I was able to go wherever I wanted. And I, as long as I could get into school there, I could go there. My parents were very encouraging. They didn't tell me. The only stipulation they had is they said California's too far. They didn't want me going west. And so fine, I didn't go to California. I didn't, I didn't even apply. So I applied all over the south because I wanted somewhere warm. And California to me was like the dream. Ah, beachy, warm, lovely. So I applied all in the south. I applied Florida. I did, let's see, uh, University of Florida, Auburn, UGA, uh, Miami. Let's see, where else did I apply? Uh, Not Nashville. Tulane, LSU. I already said Auburn. I don't know. Those were a bunch of schools that I applied to. Only in the South, because I wanted to be somewhere warm. And everybody immediately is like, ew, why would you go South? I was like, I don't know. I want something different, and I want to be warm. And that was the first time that I was like, okay, we are already, this is our first step onto different paths. So I ended up going to Tulane, and I went to New Orleans, and I grew, and I changed. I mean, 18 to, I stayed in New Orleans until I was 24 or something, because I hung out for a few years after graduating, and I feel more New Orleanian than anything else because that was the place that I really discovered who I was. And I wasn't in this little homogenous town where everything was the same. And so this was the first time that I really delved into who I was going to be as an adult. And as you grow and as you do make decisions like this, you realize that... You and your friends and people you've known forever are not as similar or different as you thought they would be. And it's funny because a lot of people now, I look back at high school people and people that never hung out ever in high school are now getting married or are dating or hang out and it's shocking. And people that used to be best, best, best friends don't even fucking talk anymore. And... It's such a hard thing to deal with because you love people and even in college, like after, after you graduate college, you all kind of go your separate ways. I stayed in New Orleans, all my friends from college left, like literally all of them. And I was really lonely and I was sad and I wanted more people to stay. And thankfully I had a lot of friends in New Orleans that I had made that were locals, which helped a lot, but I still felt very lonely and I missed my friends. And that was another moment that we 
diverged paths. And it's just interesting because a lot of times these paths and these divisions come naturally because you graduate high school and you all go to different places or you graduate college and you all move away or you know you your parents are sick so you have to move home and you're you know you, you there's these things that are excuses as to why you have to go down a different path but then there are also these these personal decisions and ways that you want to live your life that you have to you have to express to other people and you have to say hey like I can't do this anymore and I know a lot of people talk about how getting sober is really really difficult because a huge part of your life is not only the drug or alcohol but it is the people you surround yourself with when you do those things and the only way in my opinion to get sober or or change your life in that way is to find a different community because i personally believe that humans are so 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 communal we are social beings and i think our fear of rejection and our fear of being outed is such a biologic protective mechanism in us because back in caveman days if you got outed if you were out of the tribe or whatever the group you would die you would physically die so even now even though if we were outed socially we wouldn't die most likely but you would feel like you were dying and I don't know if you've felt that way, but if you've ever been socially rejected or been alone or felt very lonely, you feel like you want to die. You feel depressed. You feel like you want to kill yourself because you're so alone and you're so, you feel so unlike other people and you feel like nobody knows what you're going through, which is A, not true because people have gone through all the things that anyone else has gone through loss, death, rejection, heartbreak. There's always somebody out there who has felt the way you're feeling. Depression, anxiety, mental health issues, bipolar, all of these things. Somebody else there is struggling, which now we know because of social media and the internet, you can find anybody. You can find every kind of group out there. You can find people who are fucking cannibals. You can find a group for literally everything nowadays which is good and bad, obviously. There are perks and some things that aren't so good. Um, so that I think we are so afraid of social rejection that we are willing to really do bad things to stay in an in-group. That's why people join cults. That's why people join QAnon. And... And... Part of growing up is deciding whether what you're doing now is benefiting you. And it seems so selfish. And people will call you selfish. There are, I've talked to friends and family and people who are like, oh, you're, you don't want to do that anymore. Oh, you're being selfish. And I'm like, I just don't think 
that you choosing what's best for you is selfish. I think that's protective. I think that's boundary setting. I think it's easy to say someone's being selfish, but the reality is, is they are creating a life that they want. And that you cannot blame somebody for creating a life that they want. So, for example, if you have a friend that you, you know, you really had a lot of fun with and you go out, a great example is in college, most people are drinking and partying a ton. And then say you graduate from college and this person is continuing to drink and party like they did when you were in college. But now you guys have nine to five jobs. And this nine to five is preventing you from drinking. And honestly, you don't really want to. You're tired. You're you're ending up being late for work. You You can't get out of this negative cycle you're in because you're staying up late and drinking with this friend and you're being late to work and you're struggling at work and you're not doing your best and blah, blah, blah. And you decide, hey, I actually want to be better at my job. I actually want to show up on time. I want to elevate myself in this way and better myself in this way. And at some point you have to have a really tough conversation. You either have to tell your friend that and they will accept you and and grow with you or you're going to tell your friend that and they're not going to understand it. They're going to feel judged. They're going to feel like you're rejecting them. They're going to get mad. They're going to get upset. And if your friend is mature, they will grow with you and they or they'll give you their you'll, they'll give you space to grow and they'll allow you to develop into the person that you want to be. And in any relationship, you know, whether it's a marriage or a dating relationship or a romantic relationship or it's a friendship, you always need to support and allow for space and allow for change in your relationship. And sometimes the person doesn't want to let you change or or can't handle it. And a lot of times this is because they are not ready to let go of what you guys have in this moment. And and that's okay, but if you are, you can't let somebody hold you back and make you stagnant. You can't get stuck in this like arrested development phase. And it's so, 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 so hard because there are people that I have had in my life that I love, that I truly adore and I think are incredible people. Like, I can think of one of my friends who I love to death and she was really, really struggling and it got to a point where I couldn't help her And the only person that could help her was herself. And realistically, like, she needed to take the time to do that. But it was so easy when we were together to just, like, have fun and fuck around and not think about, you know, not think about all these things. And I I am somebody that I very much because I don't want to hurt people and because I want people to be happy, I 
I don't always tell it how it is necessarily. And I try to be really nice about things and be like, oh, well, you know, I get it. People struggle, blah, 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 whatever. And I let things go a lot instead of setting a boundary or instead of saying like, hey, you need to deal with A, B, and C because I don't want to hurt anybody. And I love the people that I love. And I, I just, it's really hard if you've ever been in the position to see somebody struggling and know you can't do anything about it. And so you'll, as you grow up, you'll see, you'll have friends like that who you know need space to work on themselves and who you know are using you and your friendship as a way to ignore their problems or to ignore A, B, and C about their life. And as somebody who cares about that person, it's really, really hard to see them try to distract themselves with your friendship or your love or whatever. Because that's easy. There's so many. I mean, we all can think of somebody right now who one of our friends or one of our exes or whoever who dates people to avoid their problems and who shits on other people to avoid their problems and who just does anything in their power to avoid looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I need to work on A, B, and C. And that'll come, there will be a time where you look in the mirror like, you might also be avoiding that, and you look in the mirror and you realize you have to fix it. And a really common one is just, like, sleeping around. People, you know, many of us have been through phases where we're just sleeping around, hanging out with, you know, guys or girls or whoever, and just fucking around and, and playing it fast and loose and whatever. And usually it happens after a breakup or after a rejection or after whatever. Because you can't handle that pain and that rejection and you just need to distract yourself with something that is totally different than what you're feeling. So it's very, very common that people use sex to distract themselves. And for me, that definitely was a thing. I was you know, hooking up, distracting myself after a breakup and, um, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look in the mirror and deal with the emotions that I was feeling, the true emotions. So it was just easy to distract myself. And you, and I've done that moving, I've done that applying to jobs or schools or whatever. Like I didn't want to deal with the pandemic. So I focused on applying to law school. It's so, so easy to distract ourselves instead of trying to genuinely elevate ourselves and make our lives better. And it's super easy with mental health because mental health is something you can try to push under the rug. You're like, "Ah, I'm being overdramatic. I'm being sensitive, blah, blah, blah. And the reality is you have to look at, these are the things that, these are my tips when it comes to this. If you're feeling like you need to get your shit together, I feel like that's the feeling that everybody feels. Like eventually you're like, fuck, I need to get my shit together. Whether you're like hooking up with somebody and you're starting to feel bad about it or you're struggling at work or you're just blowing, you know, you're just going to work, but you're, you're doing the motions, but you're not putting anything in. You're not being intentional in your life. 
usually when I'm not being intentional, I start to feel like, oh, I need to get my shit together. And you're like, you know, your house is messy too, too often. You're, you're late too often. You're just showing up to work, but not really doing anything. You're being kind of a shitty friend. You're being a shitty partner. You're being a bad dog owner. All of these things. If you're just being subpar at life and you want to elevate yourself and be better and become a better person. And if you just feel like you're kind of stuck in this subpar situation, in my mind, I'm like, I got to get my shit together. That's the thought, the immediate thought I have before I dig into all of the reasons why or all the things I need to do to get my shit together. That's the initial thought. Uh, I got to get my shit together. My shit's not in order. And then you have to look at your life. You have to look at what is really in your control. A, what is in your control? Is Does, does work suck because of you or is it because your boss is a control freak? Okay, and do you have ability to change your work situation? Can you apply to other jobs? Can you quit? Can you go back to school? Are, what are your options? And that goes for every type of aspect of your life. Like, what, what are these things that you are in control of? So getting your shit together, there's most things you are in control of. Your job, for the most part, you can... Well, depending on your financial situation, you can maybe find a better job or you can switch, you know, maybe you can get a raise or whatever. You can work hard to kind of change your job situation. Where you live, you know, if you, ha again, if you're in the financial situation too, you can sometimes change where you live. That can help your mental health. If you work out every day, of course, all of these things, there's, there's reasons people can't do them. But there's also reasons are not excuses, you know? Re there might be reasons, oh, A, B, and C happened, so it makes it so much harder for me to do. Yeah, it could be hard, and you should still do it. Because things are hard, but they are simple. Like, you know, hey, I just need to work out today. And you could just simply go on a walk, or go on a run, or lift some weights at your house, or... Do jumping jacks or push-ups in your house or sit-ups. It's pretty simple, but it's not easy. So look at the things you're in control of and decide which of the things are you willing to change and what are you able to change. The things that get a bit more complicated are when it's not necessarily in your control. Like your boss or your friends how they're acting, or your partner. You can't change how anyone else acts around you. And one of the hardest things is realizing when you've outgrown a person or a situation. And this, is, this goes back to me saying, it's not that you're better than somebody, and it's not that you are moving on because you think you're better. It's literally just the fact that you have outgrown a situation you're in. And this happens. This really, really, really happens, especially with relationships. I have had boyfriends that I was fucking so in love with 
And I look back at them now and I'm like, wow, five years ago, I was such a different person. Personality-wise, pretty similar, but I have grown so much. My goals are so different. My intentionality is so different. What I value is different. And how I go about life is different. And, you know, you come to a point in a relationship and you're like, we're either going to grow together, we're going to move forward together, or I'm going to outgrow you. And when it comes to romantic relationships and you're young, usually it's, oh, you know, we met at 18, I'm now 23, we've outgrown each other. And that's fine, and you move on, and you, you take what you learned from that person, and you, and you release the rest, release the rest into the air. And, but with friendships, it's a little different, because there's people you're friends with since kindergarten, and you've grown together, you grew up as kids together. So then now, as adults, you're like, oh, if we met now, we might not be friends, but how do we continue to grow and develop this relationship together? Because friends don't usually break up with each other. But, in my mind, I'm not going to break up with a friend. I don't usually do formal breakups. I've never done a formal breakup. And some people do. I've definitely heard of people breaking up with their friends. And, and that, sometimes that's okay and that's necessary. Sometimes you look at a person and you look at you and you go, Oh, we are, just, we are too different to be together and I don't really think this is a good relationship for us anymore. And sometimes people have really toxic friends. Sometimes you have a friend that you're like, oh, you truly do not want to grow and you're not the person that I want to spend time with. And that's okay. Then there's those friends, like I was talking about before, with my friend who she needed space to grow and I needed space to grow. So we give each other space And in a year, in two years, in three years, in five years, we reconnect and and we are friends again and we are actively in each other's lives because we gave each other that space to take time and develop and and we, we didn't want to burden each other, you know? We were giving each other space to figure shit out so that we weren't so sucked into each other and and beating each other and being toxic to each other because that can happen. There are people who you love so much and you're so close to them that you end up being so biased about their situations or or vice versa that you're feeding into their poor behavior and they're doing the same to you. And I've definitely have friends like that that I just we just cared about each other so much that we're like, yeah, fuck that person, fuck that person. And and it wasn't good. It wasn't allowing us to to be realistic with who we are and where we need to grow. So sometimes it's okay to take a step back. And a lot of times, like I said, that happens with sobriety. Like somebody gets sober, their best friend didn't get sober and they're hoping they get sober, but they need to take some space away from them. That's like a prime example. Um, or like, a, like I said, with the, with the college, you graduate college and your best friend's still drinking a lot and you don't really want to do that anymore. You can't do that anymore because of your jobs. Everybody has different jobs after college. Everybody works different hours. Sometimes some jobs are really intense while some are more fun and you're doing young people shit. And then sometimes you can just grow together. And 
I love the people. My boyfriend actually always says this. He said, he says, I love friends. Like, true friends will understand when you are busy because you're taking some time to get your shit together. Like, true friends will never be upset that you disappeared for a month because you're really working on your shit. You're getting your finances in order. You're starting a podcast. You're developing your business. True friends are going to understand when you can't make their fucking birthday party or when you're out of town because you're trying to, I don't know, figure out a coffee sourcer for your new business. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But that's the thing. I have my birthday's coming up or well, at this point, my birthday already happened and a bunch of my new friends can't make it to my party. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. We planned this trip, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no worries. I will see you when you're back. We can grab drinks then or not. We don't need to celebrate. Like, it's fine. I like hanging out with you. You like hanging out with me, hopefully. And we're good. We're chill. It's not a big deal. And that's true adult maturity. And the, the people that you realize are clinging to you are the people that feel so lost and so insecure and sometimes don't have anybody else. And that is a big thing. There are people who are struggling in life, mentally, physically, whatever, and they don't feel like they have anyone to rely on. So they will cling to you and you might need space or you might need whatever because you're focused. Like at, at, we're all adults now at this point and we're all focusing our, on our own shit. But sometimes people are struggling so much that they can't focus on themselves because it's all negative. Like if you're, in, if you're depressed and you're in this depression cycle, you can't focus on you because it's all terrible shit. So you try to focus on everybody else. And, and then the other people in your life just can't handle doing their shit and your shit, you know? Because that's what adulthood, like the problem with adulthood is that we're all dealing with so much now. Like not only are we dealing, when you're, you're a kid, you're just, the only thing you're dealing with is friend shit, like supporting each other. But now we're dealing with our bills. We're paying for kids and dogs and houses and cars and we're stressed. We have to show up at work. We have to be better. We have to prove ourselves. We have to put ourselves out there. We got to do all these things. And it's not, it's not like it was. And so the problem is when a person can't grow with you because they're struggling so much. And or or they don't want to. There's plenty of people who just do not want to change or go down the direction you're going down. And that's fine. And it's one of those things that I think it's so... People are like, oh, it's so sad they broke up. Or, oh, it's so sad you don't hang out anymore. And I'm like, we just went down different... And even friends I have. Like, I have had girlfriends that I've loved. And I still look back and I'm like, oh, why don't we hang out anymore? I'm so sad about it. But the reality is... You know, I lived in New Orleans and they lived in Illinois or I went to New York and they didn't and or I left New York or whatever. And 
it's hard to see, especially because we still follow each other on social media. A lot of these friendships that you're either, you know, giving each other space from or you just, you know, fell out of touch with because you went down different paths or even the people that you decided like, oh, hey, I really love you as a person and I think you're going to do great things, but I need to take a step back from this thing. Um, a prime example is, is if people are like still drinking a lot. I, I keep using that example because I think that at our age, at this age, 27, about to be 27, at this age, I think that is a big one. Like people, there are the people who are still partying and drinking and hanging. There's so many memes about this. Like everybody's partying and drinking, hanging out. And then a bunch of other people are getting married and having kids and buying houses. And and then there's people who are like super, super focused on work or super, super focused on their art or their music or their whatever. And we're all going down so many different paths. We're all doing different things. And we and you. it's hard to say, hey, I love you for who you are, but I don't want to participate in this thing anymore. Or I can't be your sounding board anymore. Or I can't be your place to trauma dump or I can't be like you need to talk to a therapist about this because I cannot help you or I don't want to work at this place anymore and I love you you're my work bestie but I can't live I can't work here anymore because it is crushing my soul and I need to go work in this type of field and most people will be happy for you they'll be like yeah I get it like you need space you need to work on your shit that's totally fine but there will be people who react poorly, who think you're leaving them in the dust, who think you're, quote unquote, think, you think you're better than them, so you're ditching them. And that's not, that's not what it is at all. Usually it's a bandwidth thing. I can't, I can't handle my shit and your shit. Or it's a... I just need to focus thing. I can't multitask in this way. If anything, it's about me as a person. It's never about that other person. It's about this is what I can handle right now and this is what I can't handle right now. It's also very, very common when there is this like slow fade of like you have all your best, best friends and in college you live with all your girly besties or your guys or whatever and then in your 20s many people start to instead of like their best best friends being the person they call every day they start to go into partner land and you start to develop familial relationships and so this is very common. A lot of people either start hanging out with their family, like their brother, sister, mom and dad or whatever. But many of us, like myself, start living with their partners and that becomes their person that they rely on all the time, that they talk to the most, that they do A, B and C with. And that becomes their top priority in life is their partner. They want to start a family. This becomes their unit. And... This goes back to values, and this goes back to going down different paths. And people start to feel bad about that. Like, 
if a person doesn't necessarily have a partner, they start to feel lonely or they start to feel like they don't have anybody. Um, and there are plenty of people that stay single and have incredible relationships with people and feel like they have a person to rely on or multiple people to rely on. And it's just literally changes and differences and choosing what you value in your life and deciding what is your top priority. And you know what? People are always going to have some shit to say about it. I get I get so much bullshit about because one of the top things I value is diversifying my spending and buying products to support all the equity. I mean, in general, I really really want to be somebody that actively works towards the social good that I talk about. I talk all sorts of shit online and I talk about stuff to donate to and blah blah blah. I want to be the person that is not a hypocrite. I don't want to be the like white liberal woman who talks about oh, like Black Lives Matters, but then I don't have any black friends and I don't talk to black people and I literally don't do anything for the black community. Or, oh, AAPI. Like, if I'm going to support these groups of people and if I'm going to talk about equity and if I'm going to talk about intersectional feminism and blah, 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 that means I need to talk, I need to walk the walk. And people are going to give you fucking shit for it. People are going to give anything that you're thriving at or focusing on or prioritizing. People will give you shit for that, especially the people that remember you being crying in your shower or throwing up when you were really drunk that time or remember you peeing your pants when you were a kid. Those people, so often your friends and family from your youth, they will give you so much shit about this. They will see you changing and they will get insecure and they'll talk shit. Not everyone. Plenty of people will be like, you do you, girl. But a lot of people will talk shit because they still see you as that little kid they knew. They still see you as the girl that pissed her pants in sixth grade. They will not see you as the grown woman who works her ass off to work for a company that does social good. They will not see you as the woman who has deep conversations about race relations in this country. They will never see you for the person that you're trying to become. And even when you become that person, even when you become the president of the United States, your friends from childhood are still going to see you as Barack the kid that misses, missed all the free throws or had butterfingers or whatever, you know, whatever the bullshit was. They're going to still see you as that person. They're going to still see you as the goofy kid you were. And that's fine, but you can't let that hold you back from doing the shit that you need to do. You can't let anybody in your life hold you back from achieving the personhood and the goals and the values that you have. And it's so hard to do this because when we're in our 20s, all we want, or actually up until we graduate college, all we want is social inclusion and we're in this school in this community and we feel like we need to be included because that is the be all end all when you're a kid 
And then you start to expand, you start to grow, you start to realize who you like and who you want to be like. And I personally, I really noticed when I went to college and when I got out of college, especially when I got out of college, I realized the people that I really value are people who give a shit about the things I give a shit about. I love people who truly believe in equity. I love people who truly want to talk about race relations and and being PC and politics and all these things that I just really give a shit about. I give so many shits about it. And I want to be a part of those people's lives. And I've had so many friends, honestly, most of my friends, that don't give any fucks about this shit. They might placate me, they might have the discussion, but they really don't give a shit. And they might love the fucking environment. They might love talking about the environment. They might love talking about bugs or public health or sociology or, or I don't know, paleontology, whatever, music. They might love all these different things. And... Uh, or and I've just realized, like especially for me personally, I as I've grown and as I've gotten older, that I, for example, I started drinking when I was a senior in college because I was so worried. It was mostly like, mostly right out of college, but a little bit senior of college because I was so so worried that when I was an adult, I wasn't going to get invited to happy hours after work. I was like, oh, I'm not going to have any adult friends. I'm going to be so lonely because if I'm sober, no one's going to invite me to happy hour, especially in New Orleans. I'm never going to have friends and blah, blah, blah. So I started drinking. And it's so funny because now that I've been drinking for a few years, I'm like, oh, I don't care about drinking. I don't like drinking. Like, yeah, I like a glass of wine or a great cocktail, mostly a glass of wine, and if anything, a red cab. And... I sit here and I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit about drinking. Like, there are people I know that I love. They're fun people. But they, more than anything, just want to get fucked up on a Friday night. And me, you know what I want to do? All I want to do is have a great conversation with someone. Friday night over dinner, at my house, at a restaurant, at the bar, whatever it is. I want to have a quality conversation about real things. about your emotions, about, it could be with a stranger or with my best friend, I don't care. I want to talk about politics or emotions or life or childhoods. I want to talk about something fucking real. That is what I care about more than anything in the world. I love discussions. And that's why I love, 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 love podcasting. And I love listening to podcasts because I love to hear what people are thinking and saying and living their lives. And that is something that I've, you know, that was an example of what I am realizing. Like, I want to spend more time with the people that give a shit about other people, who talk to other people, who dedicate their lives to studying and being and relating to other people. And I realized, like, oh, if I could do, if I didn't have to worry about money and I could do one job in the world, I would literally be like Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Billy on the Streets, any of these people that just are interviewing people. Because I truly love sitting down and having a conversation with somebody 
and getting to know them and their story as long as they're not a fucking asshole and honestly even if they are an asshole i love to see how people live their lives because it's so so interesting to me and i just think humans are the most incredible thing and i love to spend time doing that and i want to spend time with people who like doing that and and even in work stuff like you kind of realize as you get older you're like there's going to be people who do their job because all they want to do is make money and there's people out there who just want simple lives they literally want to go to work come home have a beer have some kids eat a burger go to bed and that's great like i wish i could have a life like that because it sounds fucking simple and i don't think the life that i aim to have is simple i think i aim to like make the world a better place and you know blah 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 bullshit and that shit's complicated and it's stressful and it's not nearly possible so i don't know at this point i'm very tired and i'm rambling but i just think it's it's one of those things that in your 20s you really realize that like certain people are really going to be petty assholes to you because they aren't progressing in the way that you are and they feel inadequate because they haven't found their thing or they or they just or they know what their thing is but they just feel inadequate about it and it's easy to think that way like i me doing this podcast like i have had so many incredible friends be like that's awesome good job like you're killing it and then i've had people in my life who will be like why would you do that that's fucking stupid or like make jokes about it and i'm like clearly there are people who are happy with their lives and and developing in a way and have their own hobbies and their own things and they feel full enough to be like hey kaylee that's awesome i'm gonna give you props because that's incredible that you're doing that and then there's the people out there who feel inadequate in some way and anyone that's mean to me about me doing my things or mean to you about you doing your thing that's about whatever that person is saying or doing that's about them it's never about me or you you know it's not about us it's about how they feel about their lives and themselves and it's really hard to grow and realize some of those people that you thought were really nice incredible people are not are maybe not incredible or nice because they will try to bring you down when you're doing well and they will try to and they'll try to hide it as if they'll gaslight you and be like oh well it's just because i care about you i don't want to see you fail and i'm like i'm allowed to fail failure is not the problem here you're preventing me from even trying and that is a problem and that's when you need to start setting boundaries that's when you need to start saying no and it's really really hard it's fucking hard to say no to people it's hard to cut people out it's hard to give people space because you look like the asshole never does never 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 does this person that you're taking space from or this person that you need to change your life and they're not helping you it's hard to get away from those people and you will always look like the asshole you'll always look selfish you'll always look like you don't give a shit about them part of growing up is just realizing it's okay 
It's okay if you look like the asshole. If you break up with somebody and they think you're a piece of shit, but you know it's not right, it's okay if they think you're an asshole. It's okay if they don't agree with you. It's okay. All of this is okay. You just have to prioritize your mental health, your, your goals, your values, your life. Because you know what? We only have one of these. Really, just as long as you're not harming yourself or other people, you do you. You know? It's okay to hurt people. It's not okay to damage people. And that's the thing. If you, if you go, hey, I can't hang out with you anymore because I'm trying to get sober and you drink too much, that might hurt them. But that's not going to fuck up their life. They'll be fine. They will adjust. If you break up with someone because you go, hey, um, I really want to move to California because I think that my music career will take off if I go there, and that person doesn't want to move to California, you, you can break up with them. And it might crush them for a few months, but they'll be okay. They'll be fine. You will not make or break anyone's life. So anytime you hurt them in a way that you need to to progress your life, they will get over it. And if you are so worried about it, you don't realize how you're thinking too much. You're too narcissistic and too up in your head because you're like, oh, they're going to die without me. No one's going to die. They'll be fine. You'll be fine. They'll be fine. You need to prioritize you. You need to focus on you. And, and that's okay. I'm giving you permission to focus on you. And to realize that everyone's going to be fine without you. You're not special. They're not special. We're all going to be fine. You just need to go down the path that you are aiming to go down. And it doesn't mean if you break up with someone. My, my mom always says nothing's permanent. If you break up with someone. If you stop talking to someone. If you take space from somebody. Whatever. None of it's permanent. Nothing in life is permanent. Unless you literally murder someone. Nothing's permanent. And if you murder someone, you have other fucking problems. So this is just, this was just me rambling about how in your 20s is really hard, but you need to focus on you. You need to elevate yourself when you feel the need to. And you can't be constricted. You can't be stuck in Arrested Development. Just like the show Arrested Development, when the whole family just feeds off each other's toxic bullshit. It's hilarious, and it is a very pertinent thing, but... You just need to get out. Sometimes you outgrow the people that you love and it's really hard. But you, I'm giving you permission to take space to get out of that. Write your values down. Write what you need. Realize what you need from people and what you need to give people. And figure out, figure out if you're getting this. You know, and if you're not, and you'll feel it, like, you'll feel the people that you feel really good around. And even relationships, like, you think you'll feel good, but then you'll break up. My first boyfriend, super sweet, lovely person. We dated for two years, and when we broke up, I was heart-fucking-broken. Crying in the shower and crying every night before bed, couldn't fall asleep. But I felt this crazy sense of relief. Like, a weight was lifted off my shoulder because I was feeling so constricted. I couldn't be myself. I was feeling like I had to be a certain way and act a certain way. And it wasn't even him. It was just that I was trying to fit myself into his life. And it was square peg in a round hole. And it's not that either of us are better than each other. It's that we just are different. We don't fit together in that way. 
And that's okay. And honestly, I was very, very hurt for a while and I couldn't see him or talk to him for a while. And I still had a lot of emotions about that because I felt rejected instead of realizing that square peg round hole situation. And, and honestly, I don't even, I felt rejected far longer than I wanted to admit. Like years, years of me feeling like he didn't like me. I feel rejected. Like I'm blah, blah, blah. And and I just remember at some point I looked back and was like, you know what? He's a good guy. And it, even when we broke up, I, I didn't think he was a bad guy. I didn't think whatever. But I just had feelings about it, you know? Which, of course, you do. Like, when someone's a part of your life and then they're all of a sudden not, you can't not have feelings about it. And I just want you to know that that's okay. Like, take the time. Take, to, take the time to heal. Take the time to realize that, like, it's not rejection, square peg, round hole. Sometimes people are in your life for a short period of time. And especially with relationships, I think about those relationships and I value them. The ones that didn't work out, I value what I learned from them. I valued what they taught me and I appreciate those people, but I can still let them go. And same with friendships, same with family members. Sometimes you have a family member that you're like, I love you, but we cannot see each other because this is toxic. And you can take the memory, the good memories that you had together, had together and hold on to those and just release the rest. Release what you do not need. Be kind to yourself and sit down and focus on the people that bring you actual joy. And you'll notice it. You'll, it's so obvious. Once it's obvious, it's obvious. It's like fucking light bulb, you know? And there are people in my life that, like, there are three specific people in my life that... I think about them and I'm like, no matter how many times I've been annoyed, angry, upset, whatever, with them or about other things or whatever, there are three friendships I have specifically that I just, they're just it. They're just, they're just my soulmates. They, I know that I could go to these three people and if I had anything going on, these three friends of mine, I just know that I could, no matter what fucking hit the fan, no matter what shit happened, if I just want to have a good time, these three people are it for me. And sometimes it's, it'll, it shocks you because sometimes it's not the people you expect. They're ride or die. They're, if they said they're getting married tomorrow, I'd fly to fucking Bora Bora. I'd fly to China. I don't care. I'd fly to be at their wedding, see their kids be born, whatever it is, you know? If their parent was sick, if they were sick, I would find them and fly to them because I just feel there's just like, they bring me such joy. And for whatever reason, we just mesh in that way. And there's plenty of other people that I feel, I feel wonderful about. I feel joy. I feel happiness. I feel like they're rooting for me. They're genuinely give a shit about me. And And this is really what this is about. You just need to be genuine to yourself, be true to yourself, and have people in your life that are also that way. I feel that way about every hobby, every job, everything. I just, I feel so strongly about being true to yourself in your life. This was long, but I was just feeling really introspective, and life's hard, you know, and being, growing up is hard, and I love you all, and I hope you have a great night.